0: So I, I kind of, um, when it comes to like Easter, often I try and think about what go, what was going on in um, in the people's minds. Uh, you, you, you know, when you you have a, an event. Um, it could be a tragic event, or it could be a, like a really happy event. You know, so someone's tragically died suddenly. There's the there's the aftermath, isn't there? Sorry to put you into that place, if that's. But there's, there's kind of the next day when, like, the world is continuing, but you are not, isn't there? And, and, and you, you might sit with loved ones and, and share experiences, share memories, um, and look back. And, and and I don't know, but I've, I've sat with families in those tragic moments, and there's been, there's been, there's been moments, actually, of... Intense grief, and then there's been moments of joy. Actually, when you look back, and you suddenly somebody remembers a funny story, <laughs> don't they? And, and and then and then you realise, hang on a minute, I'm still grieving, and and that that that, that goes on, doesn't it? Um, and and uh, what those disciples must have been feeling um, through, round round this time of Easter, that very first Easter, and then of course there are other. Uh, it's just to bring it back to you know, a bit of fun, there are there there big family occasions. Think of a wedding or something like that. And you've, you've been gearing up to this wedding for so many months, possibly even a year or two. You've been gearing up to it. You've been saving your money. As parents, you've been you know, waiting for this moment when you kick the child out. And all, all of that. And, and, then, and then the day after, you know, the bride and groom have gone. And then the family that are, you know, tidying up the confetti or, or they're, they're you know, and, and you, you sort of, you're sort of in a bit of a daze. You're in a daze of tiredness and, a, and, a, and then just a kind of, oh, do you remember when this happened? And you remember when Uncle, Uncle Lawrence danced? And uh, that was funny. Uh, whatever it might be, you sort of remember it, don't you? And you find you catch yourself in your bleary eyed state after these sort of moments kind of reminiscing about it, uh, and, you sh- and, 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 and the people that were involved have a, have a commonality, don't they, they have a, they, they, you know, there's sort of, it joins those people that were involved, it might be that you were tidying up after an event, it might, be something else, but you, somehow it joins you, and you feel like, oh, I was there, could be like, I, th- I think back to some um, uh, events that we've done as a church or times when we've gone away and we've gone, you know, remember who, who remembers Stoneley Bible Week? About f- a few. Um, you know, it was a time we went away for a camp uh, and, and there was, you know, roughly 20 something thousand people with us. Um, and, and, and it was just a big occasion where God came and did things. Uh, and and you feel connected to the people that went, don't, don't you? And you see, do you remember when this happened? I remember when Dave De- um, Holden couldn't speak because the spirit came on him. I remember, do you know what I mean? The stuff, you know. Sorry, reminiscing. Um, but those disciples would have been in that kind of. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, the, the sort of. I love the accounts of of. The, the risen Jesus and Mary finding him, and then Peter and John. And I love, you know, I love John's account of it, where he's, he's describing himself, not in the first person. He's the, the other disciple. I think he refers to himself. The other disciple beat Peter. John wanted us to know. <laughs> so when they ran, the other disciple got there first. Uh, so John was very humble, but he wanted everyone to know that he ran faster than Peter. I, that's one of my favourite bits. Anyway, and so so so, but but but. After that, they would have appeared to Jesus, and then you know, Jesus appeared and then he disappeared, and he appeared and disappeared. He would, you, you know, you don't know when he was gonna come back, and you're having breakfast with him, and then he's not there anymore, and and you not, you know, so that that period of time, and it must have been, I mean, even, even after the ascension, when he went into glory, and they were in the upper room waiting. What conversations took place? Do you know what I mean? There would have been a, like a, a daze. There would have been grief and joy, and, and reminiscing. And, and do you remember when? Do you know what I mean? Do you remember when? You know, we took that boys' lunch and fed five thousand people. They would have just reminisced, wouldn't they? Do you remember when this happened? And they're sort of, they sort of reminiscing through joy and through tears tonight because it's that's not we're not in that anymore. He's gone. He's here, but he's gone. Uh, and uh, you know, do you, remember, do you remember when that woman touched him? And and we and Jesus said, "Who touched me?" And we we're all like, "Jesus, everyone's touching you. What are you talking about?" No, somebody touched me, and uh, and the woman was healed. And they just, you know, as well as to try and put ourselves in that kind of um, in that moment. Do you know what I mean? Where 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 you are caught up? You are you are one of the characters in the story. Do you know what I mean? And and you reminisce and you think. All those things. Do you you remember that that sermon on the mountain? Just magnificent. You just couldn't believe the stuff he was saying. It was so different from the Pharisees. Do you know what I mean? It was so, it was so new, it was so fresh. Uh, You know, blessed are the poor. Ah, you know, kind of hearing it, thinking, it's just amazing, but it's also, do you mean hard to understand? And then, of course, they would have, you know, some of the things that Jesus said, do you know what I mean? You know, took bread and said, this is my body, broken for you. And they suddenly, you know, they realised how oh, he meant it, didn't he? Because beforehand, it was like, what's he, what's he doing? Why is he doing that? What does he mean, his body? And then he says, you know, in, a th- in three days, he'll be raised up again. What, what's he talking about? Oh, now we know. Now we know. He's talking about himself. He was predicting his death. And his resurrection. I don't, I don't know. What would your, what do you know what I mean? If you were one of them, what would you be recounting? What would you be saying? Do you remember when? Um, I, I don't know. Um, but, um, you know, I, 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 one of the things, you know, that I think the disciples might have talked about, do you remember when? you know, we were following Jesus and it was all new and we were like, this is amazing, Jesus is doing miracles, dead people are coming back to life and people are getting healed. This is amazing, we're part of the team and uh, we get to hold his, his, I don't know what he had, a bag or sandals or something, I don't know. We got, we got to hold that and we got to see Jesus and then he said, right, I'm sending you out two by two. Oh, yeah, I'm sending you out and I want you to preach the kingdom, heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead. Just elementary stuff, off you go. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Can you just imagine, like, do you know what I mean, do you the disciples thinking, "Really, Jesus? Like, I believe you and everything, but isn't that stuff that you do?" <laughs> do you know what I mean? And and uh, and he would have had phrases, wouldn't he? Of, you know, blessed are the poor. He, you know, a phrase they would have heard lots of times would have been, "You know, you know, your faith has healed you." That was a, that would have been a phrase that would have been familiar to them. Uh, and, and they would have recounted, do you remember when he said that? Go and sin no more. And do you know what I mean? The, the woman at the well, where, where he'd had this exchange with the woman at the well, and, and they'd, had a, they'd had a dialogue, and all her sins were basically exposed, but yet somehow in a very tender, gracious way. Um, do you know what I mean? And, and, and then, you know, go sin no more. The woman that was caught in adultery. Um, really this, this beautiful, tender moment, and just you know, go and sin no more. He didn't brush the he didn't brush the sin under the carpet, but he he showed compassion, showed grace, showed mercy. I think when I was in that upper room, if I was in that upper room, I I would be reminiscing about those stories, and I want us to be in that in that uh, in, in that place as we think about. There's there's a phrase that when he did send out the twelve, I think it was when he sent out the twelve, um, you know, with that. I mean, just imagine the craziness of being sent out to do that stuff. Do you know what I mean? So, so I mean, you know, I'm, I, you know we're not going to meet next week, okay? We're going we're gonna to all go, and, um, and next week we're going to go, instead of meeting, we're going to go and heal the sick. We're going to cast out demons. We're going to raise the dead. You, do you know what I mean, off you go. And then the week after, we're going to come back and hear the stories. Any volunteers? Any, do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 he's in. Um, but, you, but, but actually the reality of that would have kind of sunk in. The, the reality of that, you, do you know what I mean? I would have been terrified. I mean, I know that he, he gave them authority. And so I don't know whether they felt. oh, I've now got authority. Oh, this is new. I don't, I don't know what it, what it was like for them, but they went and they did it. And then, of course, there were moments they got in a muddle, weren't there? There were moments, you know, that there was there was a demon possessed man, and or, or I think it was a boy threw himself into fire and stuff like that. And uh, and uh, and then they couldn't they couldn't deal with it. The demon wouldn't go, you know. Elementary stuff like casting the demon out, they couldn't do it. And then Jesus came along, and uh, and and said, "Oh, you unbelieving generation," you know, in his meek and mild way. That he would. Uh, unbelieving generation, you know, give the boy here. And you know, these kind only come out through prayer and fasting. He then didn't pray, didn't fast, he cast the demon down. Uh, anyway, um, uh, you know, so they would have thought about all of this stuff. And and what I was sort of thinking about the sending out, the phrase that I want us to sort of kind of hone in on right now is this where he said, Freely you've received, freely give. Freely you've received, freely give. I'm, I'm imagining this morning, and I want you to imagine with me that they are, you know, in between encounters with the risen Jesus, in bleary eyed, still tear stained from the trauma of the cross, thinking, do you remember that? Freely you receive, freely give. And I think they would have been thinking, right, this is the beginning. This is the beginning of that. That when we got when we got sent out, that was a practice. This is it, folks. This is, a, this is a new era. Freely we've received, freely give. And I think and I think, can you imagine the kind of the realization for those early disciples at what when they thought about what they'd received? They'd seen it with their own eyes. Do you know what I mean? That you know they'd seen the torturous death that Jesus went through, didn't they? They'd seen the crown of thorns thrust on his head. I and mean, when we saw a, 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 bit, a pictation of of, uh, of the Easter story. Some of us that, that were there, um, they, they put it. he was there for the passion play in, in the city centre yesterday. Uh, well, he, it was for, for those that weren't there. Um, it had been, you know, been worked on for the last couple of years, to be honest with you, and COVID's got in the way. But then a group of people, amateurs put on, a, I think, a magnificent kind of uh, a, a pictation of, of the story of, of, of Easter. And uh, apart from, of course, the moment when Jesus was risen to the cross and his wig fell off. That was, that was unfortunate. <laughs> uh, but, um, but anyway, it, it was good. But, but can you imagine those... Eye, I mean, we saw actors, amateur actors acting it out. Can you imagine what it was like to see it? They saw it. Do you know what I mean? So, so when they're reflecting on the different things that you said, and they're reflected back on this freely you've received, freely give, they're suddenly, I don't know, they're suddenly aware of what they've received and what it cost. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know when they, I don't know when they realized. Do you know what I mean the the the, the, prophe- the the prophecies in Scripture, the things that Jesus had told, the predictions of his death? They would have realized, oh this 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 is this is the gift for me to receive this was this was the thing that i have received from him what i've received from him is everything and it cost him everything i mean they they received this amazing amazing gift and they would have they would have thought about it and thought you know freely i've received now freely give and I want us to just ponder for a minute what we've received. Do you, do you know what I mean? What, what, what have we got? What has He done for us? And, uh, you know, when, when we think about the magnificence and the, and the magnitude of the cross, it's, if you've been a Christian for a long time, it becomes familiar, doesn't it? But Jesus took yours and my sin. Rebellion, our rejection from between us and God. He took it, said, I'll have that. And he put it on himself. I don't know how he did that, but it says that he became sin for us. There was a moment on the cross. I, I always think about the Garden of Gethsemane. Do you know what I mean? And think about the prayer that Jesus prayed and, and, and that, that somehow it sort of helps me to understand the humanity of the suffering of Jesus. When I think about the cross, he was in control. He was in pain, but he was in control. Do you know what I mean? Father, forgive them if they know what, not what they do. And he was in control. Somehow I feel like we saw, we saw a glimpse of the man Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane where he said, Father, if it's, if, if it's possible for this cup of suffering to pass me by yet not my will but yours be done. And then, and then the sort of the anguish that he felt and how that was described about sweating droplets of blood and then somehow or other, then realising that the disciples fell asleep and why couldn't you stay awake? Sudden, suddenly you think, oh yeah, no, I, I know what it's like when friends let you down. Do you know what I mean? And then you think, why couldn't you stay awake? And there was this moment when Jesus was wrestling and what was he wrestling with? Was he wrestling with the imminence That he knew he would have seen crucifixions. Jesus isn't the only one that was crucified, is he? I mean, thousands of people were crucified. It's not. It wasn't a one-off for Jesus. It was. It was. It was the way that the Romans decided that's how they were going to kill people and do it in a slow and torturous way. Um, So was it? Was it? You know, he would have seen a crucifixion. I suspect. Was it, was it thinking about that, thinking about the nails, thinking about the pain, thinking about the agony? I'm sure it would have been, <laughs> would, it, would it not? But I think, I think what would have been so much more in his mind was that there was a moment when your sin, all your bad thoughts, all your bad deeds, all of your, everything about you that was offensive to God, he took it away and said, oh, I'll have that. You have my goodness. You have my righteousness. I'll, ta- I'll, ta- I'll take that from you. You give it to me. I'll have that. And then, and then he took it on himself. And in that moment, his father, incidentally, the father that he'd you know, been in eternal relationship with, there was no beginning to it. There will be no end to it. In that moment, the father, who he'd been with for eternity, turned his face away and hated him despised him. I think he was thinking about that in the garden, wasn't he? Do you know what I mean? That in that moment, the father was going to basically, your, the, the anger and the wrath that he was saving up for yours and my <coughs> sin, he discharged it all on Jesus. What a magnificent, what a magnificent thing that he did. Isn't it? So And... and, and Jesus is saying, freely you've received. I just want to encourage you, if if there's anybody in this room that hasn't received it, I want to encourage you to receive it. How we receive it is we say, I'm sorry God. I'm sorry for the sin that I've committed. I'm sorry that I have chosen to live my life my way and not yours. I surrender to your way and not mine. And give our lives, devote our lives to him. That's how we do it. And then we freely receive the gift of righteousness. And righteousness is that which joins us to the heart of the Father. That our relationship with the Father was broken. And that we can be rejoined. And we can have peace with God. Nobody's excited. Um, Any any whoops or anything? Any amens? I'll take an amen at this point. All right. so, so, you know, so I just want to encourage you to, 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 to live in that and know that we have freely received. Um, and I want us to now think about what it, what it is now to give that away. I heard someone say, I heard a, a phrase recently, uh, um, and, and, and the kingdom of God is upside down, isn't it? The kingdom of God doesn't work quite the way that the kingdom of the world always works. Do you know what I mean? You know, it was through humility that Jesus was exalted to the highest place. Oh, all right, okay, that's different. How, that, how does that work? And, and, and one of the things that's a, bit, that's a bit upside down is you only get to keep what you give away. I heard someone say, you only, well, you only get to keep what you give away. And there is something wrapped up in the, in the good news of Jesus Christ that, we, that it doesn't quite work. I'm not saying you're going to lose your salvation, don't hear what I'm saying, but it doesn't quite work until we give it away. It doesn't quite work until we share it. There's something lacking in our our experience of salvation and the gospel that that we don't have until we give it away. All right, okay. Visual aid coming up. Right. Um, So the way that we do birthday and Christmas in our house, um, both myself and Josephine, more her, but both myself and Josephine are are a bit fussy when it comes to presents. Um, So we basically... We fail to get it right, do we not? Yeah, we fail. Um, She thinks she gets it right, but honestly... Uh, Anyway, um, so we fail. So what we've done over time is, 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 you know, we're an old married couple now. We've been married 25 years. Uh, Ooh, married couple. Um, And and, and so what what we've learned is the best thing to do is chuck some money into, because most things that I want are more expensive than we would buy for a birthday present or a Christmas present. So what I say is just put some money in the pot. Put some money in the pot. And then when I've got enough money in the pot, I will usually buy a new piece of machinery for the workshop and I will be as happy as Larry. Um, so that's what we do. Um, and uh, same for you. You have some money and you buy some clothes. And doesn't she look lovely in the clothes that she wears? Um, so, but if I chose those clothes, not so much. Um, so, so we have the money in the pot. So in my pot at the moment, there's not a lot at the moment because I've been a bit spending, but I got, I got £50 pounds in my pot. All right? And what I'm going to do is, I'm going to give it away. So, so I've got a real graphic visual aid. I'd like five volunteers. (laughs) You get to keep what you give away. Any volunteers? Mm. Thank you very much. Any other volunteers? This is quite fun. I mean, it is my it, this is my birthday money, all right. I just want you to know that. I, I wasn't going to tell the birthday story, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a volunteer. Anybody else? Yeah. There you go. Right. Well, time's up, folks. That was your last time chance. So here's the thing. What I want you to do is, I want you to use that for the kingdom. All right. I want you to do something with it. It's only a tenner, so don't get overexcited. <laughs> I want you to do something with it that, that you can say, oh, I think this advanced the kingdom in some way. This week. Or right now? Huh? This, week. Oh, right. this week. It's your money. This week or, or, you know, I'm, the, to, to ask, I'm not going to be chasing it. I can't even remember who, got, who had it. So I'm not going to be chasing after you. It's between you and God. You can, you, can, you, know, you can spend it on ice creams later on if you want to. Um, that's, that's, it's your money um, so freely receive it with my blessing, it's my birthday money I want you to know that uh, but f- freely receive it and I, what, what I want you to do is I want you to do something with it I want you to feel the challenge of doing something with it that is going to bless someone or advance the kingdom in some way yes now here's the thing those that have got the money in their hand are now thinking oh I'm not quite sure if I wanted to volunteer now. <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's a responsibility, isn't there? There's a responsibility when you've got it in your hand. What the flipping heck am I going to do with this tenor now? Yeah, anybody thinking that? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and the point is, we've been given the gospel. I would like us to leave throughout these doors with a sense of responsibility. What am I going to do with it? What am I going to do with this now? I've been given everything. It cost him absolutely everything. It cost him everything. These disciples saw it. it cost, he could, they could see the cost. And they stepped up and they said, we're going to pay the price. We are going to be the disciples. We are going to be the apostles. We are going to be the church planters. We are going to be the ones that take the gospel to the ends of the earth. And if nobody did it, they would do it. So, so, so you know, we, we, we live in a Christianity... I'll get preachy for a moment. We live in a Christianity where we can we can sort of, you know, we can do what we do and be nice to each other and try and be a good Christian, come to church, go home again. And I and I wonder if we I wonder if we feel the reality of what we've been given. I wonder if we feel the responsibility and the weight of what we've been given. We've been given the good news of Jesus Christ. My question for us to ponder today is what are we doing with it? No one's gonna chase after you. I'm not gonna come and batter you and beat you up and say, what are you doing? Who did you speak to this week about Jesus? I'm gonna do that. I want you to know that you've been given you've been given something. Freely, you've received. Freely give. It's just do you know what I mean? I want you to feel the weight of that. I want those with the tenor in their hand, I want you to feel the oh, flipping neck. Jim might ask me what I did. <laughs> I have no idea. anybody got any ideas? <laughs> Talk to each other, say, what should I do? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? You've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to be brave. You've got to be bold. You've got to think, what, what, how can I do? You know? So some of you are thinking, can I multiply it? Can I come back next week with 20? Well, that's biblical. Have a go at that. Do I just give it to someone that's in need? Well, that's biblical. And Do that. There are, there are a variety of ways of spending that 10 quid. There are a variety of ways of spending what Jesus has given us. Please be creative, but know the weight of responsibility that we have. Freely you have received. Hallelujah. Now freely give. Can I pray for us? Jesus, I want to thank you for the gospel. I want to thank you for just this amazing event that happened in our history I want to thank you for men and women over centuries that have taken that gospel and given it away I pray for us that you would put that in us in fresh ways would you give us creativity would you teach us Lord would we know the authority of heaven as we step out and speak to people God, as we stretch out our hands to heal the sick, would you stretch out your hand? God, as we speak to those that are troubled, would you speak your words of freedom? More than anything though, God, I pray for each one of us that you would motivate us and give us creativity and give us joy and peace as we give what you've given us to others. In the name of Jesus. Amen.